from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Chris is in Spokane. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. It is a privilege. Honor to speak to you, sir. How can we help? <laughs> well, first, I've learned a lot from you in the last couple of years, more than I ever learned in a college degree. So thank you. But my dilemma right now is with my work and obtaining a backup vehicle. I am an independent contractor, drives a lot of miles, so repairs are part of the deal. And my original means uh, was taken away from me a few months ago. And so now I'm looking for a way to get a backup vehicle, a way to finance the repairs. And it's been wishy-washy. I used to be able to take it to the dealership. It has a third-party contractor where I could work on financing, give me a loaner. That's all gone now. So I'm back to square one. If I go hit my car breaks down, how do I get another vehicle? Uh, save it up for it's difficult. I took out a couple of credit cards and they're under control, but I still need that resource back. So I don't know how to do that. What kind of delivery driving are you doing? Can I have some clarity on that? Yeah, I've done the Uber, Lyft, DoorDash. Okay. I've been got thousands of deliveries done under it. So is there anything wrong with your current vehicle or you just want this just in case? Just in case. I mean, I- so how much do you make? Well, about five thousand a month. Okay. Well, in in business, uh, if you were running a business, which you are, you're an independent subcontractor, right? An independent yeah. contractor. So, if you let's say you had a heating and air company that, and you had ten trucks that were fixing people's heating and air, right. one of the things we would teach you in business is to set aside a percentage of your profits for truck replacement, and then as and eventually you'd have enough to buy a truck. And then you'd start the process again. And so every so many years, you would roll a truck off of your fleet and roll a new one on, but you've been systematically saving a percentage of your profits. If you save 10% of your of your 5000 as an example, that'd be $500, that would be $6,000 a year. I mean, you could buy another $6,000 car once a year. And that's all you'd yeah. need for a backup car. Yeah, I don't think, Chris, that you need two vehicles at one time. I think this is more about I'm saving up. I've got this money here to replace the vehicle you've got or upgrade when the time comes or fix the repairs as as needed. Yeah. But at making 5,000 a month, I don't see why you need two vehicles, one sitting in the driveway and the other one that you're driving. If you did, it's super inexpensive one. I yeah. mean, it, it's just above hoopty level because you don't you don't need you definitely definitely don't need two $15,000 vehicles to drive Uber. That'd mm-hmm. be dumb. Mm-hmm. Okay? All right. Even if they're all paid for, and it, with with the income you're producing, it doesn't justify that. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. but yeah, I, I would. It's okay to put a hoopty, a semi hoopty in the in the yard if you want, or the driveway if you want to <laughs> have as your backup. Uh, and, and then you've got to have repairs in your line items because basically you are running the wheels off a car, and so you're going to have increased repairs because of the miles you're putting on it, and uh, you got increased fuel cost, uh, and you've got to run all of that in your in your uh, basically the profit and loss statement of your business, which is the revenue that comes in minus fuel, minus repairs, minus vehicle replacement. 
um, and those are the the line items in in your business's budget, and then the net of that is taxable, and the net of that is what you really are taking home. You can't take 100% of it home because you'll constantly be in a lurch on repairs. Mm -hmm. You'll constantly be in a lurch on vehicle replacements. So you've got to systematize this and, and, and just build you a process. And I don't care what it is. If, if the $500 I mentioned is enough, then that's fine. And you say, okay, we're going to set. You also need to be setting your tax money aside every month. That's a fact. You know, so, you know, your, your quarterly estimates on taxes, which is about 25% of your profits. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you need to set that aside, set aside vehicle replacement and set aside car repairs. And so you've got these little miniature savings accounts for replacement and for repairs, and then you can run the thing efficiently. That's how you handle the cash flow as- aspect of this. And then the other thing you need to ask yourself is what Jade's saying is you know, how much do we really need to invest in this? Well, you know, and that's what I said. If he's really focused on the the Uber side of things or the Lyft side of things, it might be more profitable for him to increase the value of the car that he's driving because you you can earn more based on the type of vehicle that you have. So I don't know. I mean, it may be worth him running those numbers out, but, you know, maybe you drive the hoopty for like Instacart type stuff, but you're saving up to buy you know, a certain level of vehicle so that you can make more on your Uber and Lyft stuff. Yeah. He's got to, he's got to price that stuff out and see, see where the, the true money lies. The black SUV level. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's going to take him a minute at 5,000 yeah. a month, but yeah. you know, 500, okay. 500 a month. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, yeah. Either, however you did it. Exactly. Tammy's with us. Tammy's in Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, Tammy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Better than we deserve. What's up? Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm, Searching for some godly financial wisdom, we are in a situation where um, we've lived debt-free. Um, you know, we took Financial Peace University many years ago and, and really put it to work. Um, we live in a uh, small rural community and our pastors, so we have done the best we can with with what we got. Well, right. our insurance company has canceled us because um, we they're requiring us to get a new roof because our roof is about 23 years old. Um it's actually still in good condition. We could replace the roof ourselves. Um, but the second insurance company just canceled us again. And we only owe about $42,000 on our mortgage. We are trying to figure out, do we, do we try somehow to pay off the mortgage, whether it be through um, a personal loan, or the minimum, like we could drain our savings <laughs> and pay off the, um, that with a little bit of a personal loan and not have to worry about a roof. Um, or, or go into debt to get the roof. Um, how much, how much do you have? How much do you have in savings? We have about $23,000 in savings. Then we have, um, so you have uh, the money to fix, you have the money to put a roof on the house. We do do it, but the other, your house needs a roof. Right, right, but the but we're being told by our broker that even with a new roof, they won't be able to find anybody to insure us. Why? Because I get a new broker. We don't. We don't have. We don't have a um, fire department near us. You had insurance before, and, and there was no fire department near you. No, there was. They closed. They just closed down. Yes, they just closed down. Like I said, we're in a very rural community, yeah. and so. We're very confused with what everybody's telling us. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm going to work this problem, and I think you need to put a roof on your house and get get insurance, and then work to get your house paid off. Um, I'm with you on getting it paid off, but you know you're not really 
you're just moving the loan to a personal loan. If you did that, it's not the end of the world. So if you throw 20 at it and you go take a $20,000 personal loan, now you're free. But you still need a roof and you still need insurance after the smoke clears on that. No mm-hmm. pun intended. <laughs> this is The Ramsey Show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years, and I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, and shutters to motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And they're designed. Design experts are always ready to help, even with measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee, and shipping is always free. See for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com now to learn more and get up to 45% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're glad you're here. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Our question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. If you're moving, you have a long list of to-dos, but Neighborly has local pros like Housemaster, The Ground Skies, Five Star Painting, and Junk King. To check items off that list, visit neighborly.com today to schedule home service experts near you. All right. Today's question comes from Jesse in the Baby Steps Millionaire Group. He says, I'm 61 years old. I'm hoping to retire soon, but watching my retirement savings go down day after day after day. The only part not going down is $180,000 sitting in the bank, earning almost zero interest, but not completely eroding away with the stock market. What should I do? Who? I like this question. Um... For many reasons. Number one, Jesse, um, you're forgetting that the money that's just sitting in the bank, it, it, you know, you're not, it, it does, it's not earning interest like it would in the stock market, but there is a little thing called inflation and that is affecting your savings that's just sitting there. So I'm just putting that out there, but let's talk about this re- retirement savings because you're telling me that it's quote, completely eroding away. And that, that's just not true. Bull, yeah. That, that's just not true the stock market is down but it's not completely eroding away and it will come back up we know that we you can look at the track record and know that this is temporary the stock market is cyclical it goes down and it goes up so jesse one of the things you have to understand and it helped me because i actually got into the research um about 30 years ago on this is that uh we all especially when it comes to investing, uh, but a lot of other things too. We all have a drama queen that lives in our brain mm-hmm. that exaggerates everything and go, oh God, mm-hmm. you know, thing. Okay. And, uh, that the studies have told us now that it takes $3 of gain in an investment to emotionally offset $1 of loss. Hmm. Our brain records negative things at a much greater rate and it takes a while it, it takes a lot of emotion to recover from that 
And, and so what I'm saying is, is that Jade is exactly right. Your drama queen wrote this email. <laughs> okay. Completely eroding away. Yeah. Oh, bull. Look. Okay. It's down maybe 10%, but I mean, so if you got a million dollars now, it's worth 900,000 and next year it'll be worth a million three. I mean, I mean, million one. I mean, whatever. Yeah. It's just, so it's not completely eroding away. So, cause Jesse, here's another way of knowing that. Have you ever heard people say this? I lost all my money in the stock market. <laughs> Mathematically impossible. It just didn't happen. You didn't lose all your money in the stock market. Unless you put it all in one company and that company completely closed. Yeah. And was worth zero. If you put all your money in Enron, <laughs> you lost all your money in the stock market. Certain cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Well, that's not even the stock market. <laughs> right. But, that's uh, true. Uh, you know, but it, it would have, but, but, you know, but what people really mean is I lost a bunch of money. I freaked out. I went into hyper drama mode. I pulled my money out at exactly the wrong time while it was down mm -hmm. and then bitched about it for the next decade. Mm hmm. That's what we really mean when you say I lost all my money in the stock market. You didn't lose all your money in the stock market. So in 2008, the market went from 13000 down to 6500 down. It went in half. And the number of people that will tell you they lost everything in the stock market in 2008 is amazing. They, <laughs> and they're all wrong. You just didn't. You If you... Had a, if you put it in at thirteen, mm -hmm. and it was sixty five hundred. You have the world's worst possible timing. Mm -hmm. You pulled it out at the bottom, and uh, if you did that, you lost the most you could have possibly lost in m recent memory. Right in a hundred years, mm -hmm. almost mm -hmm. not a hundred, but eighty. Put, yeah, eighty years. Pretty okay, close. and um, and even in that event, you only lost half your money. That's right. You put a hundred thousand in and went to sixty five hundred. It's worth fifty grand. And by the way. I put money in at 13. Mm -hmm. I didn't take it out at all. Mm -hmm. And guess what the 6,500 is worth now? It's a 38,000 hey, hey, dollar, hey, right? Hey, hey. And so, you know, five, if you, so if you had a million at the bottom, mm -hmm. you got five or six million now. Wow. You just, you got to look in the mirror and tell yourself the truth. I got to tell this story. My, my son, this is exactly what this reminds me of. Uh, my son is five and I do his hair for him every morning because he's got curly hair and I have to spray it down with water and he hates that. And today you know, I, I have to do that. Too. Uh, uh, do you to just keep the shine going? <laughs> Dave, a little drip of water drips from his hair, like onto his shirt. And he's like, look at me. I've got water all over me. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And I'm like, you have one drip of water on your shirt. And I made him look, I said, look in the mirror and say, there's not water all over me. There's water, there's a drip of water on my shirt. Yeah. And he said, he said it in the mirror. And then I said, and now, now say, spraying water on my hair is part of the process. And sometimes water gets on my shirt. And he said it. And I think that's what this is. You got to know when you invest in the stock market, part of the process is it goes up. And it goes down and you're not completely eroding and getting, I'm completely drenched. You got to, it's drips. All right. Like you got to look, sometimes you just got to tell yourself the truth That's exactly right. and, and just facts, accept it facts, for what it facts is. Facts and mathematics are your friends to tell your drama queen and all of us have one. And so we have <laughs> to do the, we have to do the facts to tell our drama queen to shut up. Yeah. We're going to continue to invest. And no, I'm not got 180,000 sitting in the bank wondering why it's not going up because I know it's not going up. That ain't up. doing. <laughs> it's not doing squat. He's, okay? he's tripping. He thinks that money's doing well. That's losing value too right now. Let's just Every be honest. single down year in the stock market's history, but one is followed by a record two year rise. Wow. So if you're out right now, 
historically you're stupid. That's what history. That's not, not so good. Hysterically, historically. Ah, there's a I difference, you right? There. You need to use history, not hysteria. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing, because Jesse, all of us do this. The other one that goes with Jesse's thing here that I run into, and I run into this sometimes when we're doing a media appearance too, is what are retired people going to do? The stock market is down. How are they going to live? Well, they weren't going to cash all their money out this year anyway. Right, right. If you've got a half million dollars in your 401k, you're not going to run over and cash it out this year unless you panic. And you probably weren't planning to cash it out. You're probably just going to live off of the income that it creates and That's not right. even touch the principal. Well, that's the so plan. let the principal ride the roller coaster and just let your income, a reasonable income, come off mm-hmm. of it. And retired people are just fine that way. But broke people, when they retire, they don't have fun even in up markets. <laughs> that's true. That's true because you you never had it to begin with. Now, Jesse, you said that you're still working. You haven't retired yet, so keep investing. Yeah, Now's a great time to buy. Get the 180000 <laughs> invested right now, dude. I don't time the market, but I'm telling you, every down market, bear market that it holds out as long as this one has held out is followed by a two-year upturn. That's good to except know. Except one. Every single one of them. What was the exception? Do you know? No. Not off the top of my head. I was looking at the charts the other day. Mm-hmm. It might have been 08. Well, it might have taken it more than two years to recover. It might have been, I think there were two down years in a row there, and that's what throws that number off, mm-hmm, if I remember mm-hmm. right. Uh, but, I mean, you go back and look where we've had, because usually what happens, too, around this is election mm-hmm. cycle. That's a very good so point. So think about what the election cycle is. By this time next year, we are sick of presidential <laughs> I know that's running right. people. By this time <laughs> next year, you're going to be so sick of politics because you're going to be right square in the middle of a booming presidential election Mm -hmm. and guess what that does to the stock market hello it gives it hope that's true and hope is all the stock market needs to go up and so so just just hang on when when the leaves get green next spring Mm -hmm. you're gonna be okay you'll be okay okay, america you'll be okay all these companies out there are not losing money They're all making money. Guess where stock price comes from? Profit and potential profit and projected and forecasted profit. And that's all still there. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Hey, let's do a little mental exercise. Look out 90 days from right now. It's July. You got $1,000 sitting in the bank. Two of your credit card payments are gone. And you check out at the grocery store without having a panic attack. You know how that would feel? Like financial peace. Some of you have never had that in your entire life. But today's the day you can get control of your money. 
starts with a thing called Financial Peace University. It's our nine-week course that's helped millions of people beat debt, build wealth, and become outrageously generous. And we're going to teach you everything about how to handle money step-by-step. And here's how fast things can change. The average Financial Peace University graduate has an $8,000 turnaround between savings and debt reduction in just 90 days. That means before summer break is over, you're going to feel completely different about your money because you'll be completely different. Financial Peace University. Start it right now at RamseySolutions.com slash FPU, RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. Caleb's in Austin, Texas. Hey, Caleb, how are you? I'm doing well, Dave. How are you? Better than we deserve. How can we help? Um, I was calling because um, I'm getting ready to get married, and I have uh, myself and my fiance. we have about $200,000 in debt or close to it. Uh, that we are trying to figure out what's the best avenue for us to kind of take Good that on. Good Lord, who's the doctor or lawyer? <laughs> uh, neither of us, actually. Um, I uh, I went to a, a private school to get my bachelor's degree. In what? Um, in in uh, business administration. Okay. And uh, so she, she got a degree in what? Communications. And the two of this is all student loan debt or what? It's not all student loan debt. Uh, about I want to say probably about eighty of it is student loan. What's the rest? Uh, the rest is a a car loan that I have. How much is that? And it's a I, I think I was still uh, forty seven on it. Woo! And you just graduated from college? In 2020, yes. Okay. So what is your income? Uh, my income, uh, this last year, I grossed 117 Okay. What about her? 42 uh, after taxes, I believe. Do you see where the problem is, Caleb? I think so. Uh, but that's why I was calling. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you a hint. Since you're still thinking, it's the cars. <laughs> These cars are so expensive. Yes, you've got 80000 in student loans, but the cars, you, you could really set yourselves free if you made some decisions with these cars. Wait, wait, you have one that's 47. What's the other one? The other one is... Her uh, car. Her car. 30? No. 30? Okay, 30. you're right then. Jade, you're right. It's both of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now, give yourself a wedding present and sell both these pieces of crap that are rang, trying to drive you into the bottom of the ocean, man. Good Lord. When are you supposed to get married? Uh, November of 2024. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to drive away from the church in a hoopty, my man, <laughs> if you're smart. Is anybody paying for this? What, like, is, is your family contributing to this wedding or are you guys paying for it in cash? What's the plan? We are paying for it in cash, okay. um, and I've been saving for that right now. I'm still missing fifty grand. What's the other fifty grand? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. It's more. So it's more like one eighty between us. Okay. I believe. Like what? Yeah. So it's like one eighty. I think I got one. I got one fifty though. Is it from I her side? I'm sorry. Yeah, the rest are in, the rest are in credit cards from 
her side, I believe. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. So here's the thing, and I think that you know this, but in case you don't, I, I want to make it clear. Until you get married, you guys are working on this separately. So I, it's good that you've talked about it. It's good that you both know what's going on. And both of you looking over each other's plan because it's getting ready to be our plan come mm-hmm. November. But yeah, so here's what we're going to do. I want you two to go through Financial Peace University as our wedding gift to you. And we're going to pay for it, okay? If I give it to cool. you, will you use it as part of your pre-marriage counseling? I, I don't see any reason why not. Absolutely. Okay. This is a nine-week class, nine-lesson class. You get in a small group that's going to guide you step by step by step on where how to go from where you are now, which is a, a, a hot mess, okay, into, uh, you know, really taking this actually a good income. You know, mm-hmm. you got a hundred and hundred fifty hundred sixty thousand dollars household income once you're married. You should be millionaires within just about seven or eight years if you'll follow what we're going to teach you. But if you go do your stupid butt stuff that your friends are all doing, you're going to keep these cars because you're afraid of what somebody thinks or because you like the car mm-hmm. and you like the car more than being wealthy someday. That's what you're, that's the trade you're making. Mm-hmm. So both of these cars are insanity. They were insanity when you bought them and you need to get rid of them and get cheap, inexpensive cars and then lay into this student loan debt. And uh, if you do that, you know, you guys could clear this 18 months after marriage. You could be debt-free. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're debt-free, if you don't have a payment in the world and you're in your 20s making 160, Ooh, life you, is you good. can become millionaires then. Okay? You really can. And you can drive whatever you want later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you went and bought a bunch of crap you couldn't afford, an expensive education that you overpaid for, and a cars that you couldn't afford. Mm-hmm. And so... You've been just buying anything you wanted because some idiot would loan you the money. And it got you into a mess. And uh, so if I were you guys, if, if you were my, uh, I'm old, you don't, you know, you're younger than my kids. So, uh, but if I were, if you were my kids, I would sit down and I would love you so much that I would be very clear with you like I am right now. Because we love you and we want you to win. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. And be smart about that wedding. Yeah. Don't let that. Keep the wedding down. It's, you know, there's no correlation between the expense of the wedding and the success of the marriage. No piece of research between that. Yeah. No piece of research between the size of the ring and the lasting of the marriage, except possibly an inverse relationship. But the, uh, <laughs> um, oh my gosh. So yeah, you guys have got some real serious changes in the way you view the world in order to A, clean up this hot mess and B, become wealthy. Mm-hmm. But I can, we can show you how to do it. And I uh, will do that as our gift to you because we care about you and we want you to win. But, dude, it, it, you got to change some stuff. This is not going to – if you just sit and keep doing what you're doing. It's going to get bad. It's not, it's, you're going to have a really tough young marriage. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very harsh. I hope she's on board for this. Well, I, he called the crazy people on the radio. He, he, he asked did. for it. So he there did. you go, man. That's good. Hey, hang on. Austin will pick up and we'll get you guys signed up. So, Jade, I was on uh, Neil Cavuto on Fox yesterday. Neil and I have been friends for 25 years or so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, he always pokes at me, makes fun of me. We, I make fun of him. He's cheap. <laughs> and um, he's not here to defend himself, but he is cheap. <laughs> and um, But he uh, he was, like, playing this clip that went viral. We had, like, 37 million impressions of this clip. And it was me doing what we just did just now. Yes. And he's like, you're so tough. And I'm like. Dude, that is not tough. I didn't raise my voice. I wasn't yelling at anybody. Nobody got cussed at. I mean, how is that tough? 
where did you come from that that's tough you i said neil you're pretty easily triggered what are you a snowflake but the uh you know i mean really that's not tough that's me telling you the truth because i love you yeah but dave people think that's tough because people think that they well, should be able to well everybody just goes along with people's stupid stuff yeah and if you love somebody and you go along with their stupid stuff that's not an act of love no that's an that, that's an act of cowardice enabling yeah it's enabling and so if you want to be enabled guys don't call this show because <laughs> we're not going to enable you we love you we're going to tell you like it is we're going we're going we're going you listen we've all we've all done stupid stuff she had a half million dollars in debt i went bankrupt in my 20s i mean we've all done stupid stuff here nobody's exempt from it but but we're not going to stay in it no that's the thing and we're going to move in a direction that's positive for for you we want you to win but they do need to go watch that clip though if they haven't seen it it's not that come on dave it's not that it's what we do every day here on the show. I don't understand why it went viral. It's a great clip. Go watch it. <laughs> this is The Ramsey Show. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. If you are new to the show, and based on our rankings and ratings, we know that there are several million of you that are new to the show. Uh, you can learn some of the lingo and figure out where you are and what we're talking about by clicking on the Get Started button at RamseySolutions.com. It's completely free. We, it, you know, we'll work you in, figure out where you are, show you are here, and show you what the next steps are and why and how we're teaching this, and you'll learn stuff like baby steps and debt snowballs and that whole process. So, hey, thanks for being out there we appreciate you triple eight eight two five five two two five emily is in athens hey emily welcome to the ramsey show hi thank you i hope you're doing well so my question for today is i have a rental property that i owe fifty thousand dollars on it and i want for my future um just to have an extra income i want to know if it would be smart to get a uh, equity, the equity out of that rental property to purchase either uh, do a flip investment or just to get another property, a rental property, so I can have that um, reoccurring income for the future. I wouldn't do that, Emily. Um, if I were you, I would. Do you have a primary residence? And if so, do you owe money on it? Yes, but the the thought is that we pay off the rental property and in a couple of years move into it and sell the house that we are living in now because the house that we're in now um, we purchased it because you know we have uh, a lot of kids and uh-huh. soon you know they'll be out so what do you we owe move on back it? In, on our house now that yeah. we live in we owe 200000 Okay. But if you borrow on the rental, then you're going to move into a house, property that has a mortgage on it. it um, so it kind, of defe- kind uh, of defeats your idea. Mm-hmm. So the, what I'm in my head, like, uh, I don't know if I'm explaining it correctly or not, is... No, um, you, so I, future, you explained it. You said, I want to take out a home equity loan or an equity line of credit on the rental property to buy more rental properties. But I'm going to move in the rental property later because it's going to be paid for. No, it won't. You took out a home equity loan on it. And you, you, your whole thing was you wanted security, and all you're doing is taking on more debt. I mean. So here's the thing, okay? 
Emily, I used to buy and sell real estate for a living. I've owned over 2,000 pieces of property in my life. I went bankrupt when I was 28 years old doing the crap you're talking about doing, only I did it with like 100-plus properties while you're doing it with one. So what I figured out from that is that the shortest distance between where you are and wealth and security is not more borrowed money. Borrowed money adds risk and stress to your life, and the chance of failure to your life debt-free moves you the other way. And when you're debt-free, you don't have any payments. You have a cash flow that's unbelievably wonderful. So if I were you, I would work to get both of these current properties paid off, and then if I wanted to buy more rentals, I would save up and pay for them. That doesn't move as fast as your plan, but it also doesn't wreck the car, which your plan can do. How much equity is in the rental? Um, Three hundred and forty-eight thousand. You want to know? I'm gonna just tell you what Jade Warshaw would do. I'd want my primary mor- mortgage paid, free, and clear. When are you? When are you gonna sell the current house? The one that I live in now. Yeah, you said you're gonna sell it and move into the rental. Remember? Well, that's in a couple of years. No, not move. Well, what a, what, yeah, what's in a couple, couple of, of years. what's a couple of years? Five or one? Well, no, my kids are still, um, the oldest is 15. So I'm, like I said, you know, once they get. How much? How old is that, the youngest? Two. Oh, yeah. This, this is not moving. This is long, long term. I would, this is what Jade would do. I would get rid of this rental, take yep. the equity and pay off my home. Because you're going to be in there the next 10 years. Your kid is two. Yep. And then when you get that house paid off, if you want to buy some rentals or do some flips, you do them well, with, she's going to have extra you money. You do them with cash. She's still going to have money left over. So maybe there, you know, you're going to be there very so much faster. You can get another yeah, rental absolutely. and pay cash. Absolutely, that's what I would do. That's so opposite of what we what you called about mm-hmm. that you're not going to do it. But that is what you should do. That's it's absolutely what you should do. All right, let's go to uh, Mary in Tampa. Hi, Mary. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? I find myself in a unique position. I'm, I'm making more money than I've ever made in my life. Wonderful. How um, much money are you making? <laughs> um, I'm making about 100000 a year. Whoop, whoop. Yay. Um, and, if you got any and, extra, send it to Dave's Cabo <laughs> Fund. <laughs> Dave, you don't need that money, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be receiving a settlement in about 90 days for about $400,000. Wow. What happened? Um, it, it was an accident. Um, oh, are you that's okay? Really, all I can yes, yes, but that's about all I can say on okay, that. Okay, right that's now. fine. I don't want you to get sued again right. or something. But yeah, way to go. Okay, wow. So more. You, you're how old are you? I'm 56 years old, okay. and I have zero saved for retirement. Okay. But I've been following your advice, and I've like lowered all my expenses. I've paid off all my credit card debt. Good. Um, I have six months in my uh, in my emergency Good. fund. Um, but I'd like to, with this money, make sure I can secure my future. Yeah. Um, you got a house? Like to, I have a travel trailer and I own the RV lot. So, so it's, I, my housing expense is like almost nothing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like to get into maybe like a quadplex or a tri- triplex and live in one of the units and have the other two units, you know, one maybe pay for it and the other one provide a little bit of uh, an income stream. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but... Um, and I don't have a vehicle right now. I'm a truck driver, so I'm in my truck all the time. Um, and I said, I'd like to get a personal vehicle. Yeah. So my advice that I need from you is number one, what do I do with this money to make sure I don't blow it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, 
and um, how should I be dealing with my income as far as my retirement? Gotcha. Who does the collections for you on the tra- on the trailer lot? How do you get paid? Um, oh no, 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 I live in a trail in a trailer. But you said you right owned now. one. I I own the RV lot. Just the lot. You're the little lot that your RV sits on. Right. And I and I and I own the trailer that I live in. Okay, so if you're on the road as a truck driver and you own a quadplex, how you going to deal with renters? That's what I want to know. Um, well, um, I would have my son live with me in uh-huh. one of the units, and he could, and he could. Um, How old is he? Do, he's um, thirty-one. Okay, and he's capable of doing all this. Yes, he's actually been a handyman for uh, an apartment community. It's not the handyman I'm worried about. He's collecting dead gum rent. <laughs> well, um, I did real estate property management. Before I was a truck driver for like fifteen years, okay. so so you you, can, um, you know how to set it up and how to get it done. Okay, All right. I, do. I do. I, I would pay <laughs> cash for a piece of real estate with the four hundred. Okay, you would. Yeah, and live and live in part of it, and rent out part of it. I don't think your plan's bad, but I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go buy an eight hundred thousand dollar property. I'd buy a four hundred thousand dollar property. Yeah, now, well, would I'm you save between two and three? Two, would you want to? Would you want to save any of this? You have zero in retirement. Did you say that? That, that is correct. Do you want it? Right. Do you want yeah, to she save? She said she bought two. You said two to three hundred thousand on the real estate, didn't you? Correct. And okay. then I'd okay. like to put like a hundred thousand towards my retirement okay. fund. There you go. There we go. Okay. There you go. And um, buy a car. Yeah. And buy a car. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. You got a good plan. I think you're right on track. You're being very okay. wise. Let me tell you what you're doing, and you didn't even know you were doing it. That is so wise. Okay. When people get a lump sum, they tend to spend it like six times over in their head. <laughs> in other words, they take four hundred thousand and they spend it like it's one point six million. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. And 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 instead of laying out a detailed game plan, and you've got okay, two hundred's going to this, hundred's going to this, we're buying a car, and we're going to have a little more in the emergency fund, and this is what we're doing. Boom, 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 boom. You've right. already spent it real time in real dollars on paper on purpose before you got the money. That is unbelievably wise. Well done, Mary. Thank you. <laughs> You're going to be in great shape at retirement if you keep thinking like this. She did good. Everybody's into the quadplex. Ah, it's on. It's all over the internet. It's, it's all it is. Thing. Well, I'm proud of Mary. It's a uh, tic tac real estate. People. It is. So, <laughs> by the way, folks, single families are much better investments. Why? Yeah. Why the quadplex? Because single families are better because when you get ready to sell them, you know who your buyer is. It's not another investor looking for a deal. It's Joe and Susie looking for a sweet little house. They're a retail buyer. Single families go up faster than quads do. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jade. Look, if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.